What's up, guys? Welcome back to the Big Shots NFL Draft Podcast. I'm your host, Mike Renition. I'm joined once again by the OG host of the show with me. It's Devin Jackson. Uh, before we hear from Devin, I just want to apologize for a few things. One, I know my sound is going to be a little bit off today. Um, I'm not in my usual office, which means I don't have my microphone set up with me. And we do realize that there have been some connection and audio issues on Devin's end. We're not entirely sure what's causing that, but I, we are aware that it's happening. Uh, we've noticed um, some issues on both ends. Uh, you know, my internet's not perfect either. Um, my connection at times is so spotty, it decides to just put me on fast forward while I talk. Um, but we are looking into in, into what's causing it, the joys of independent podcasting. But you don't want to hear me talk about that. You want to hear from the man himself. Devin, how are you today? Doing pretty good, man. Good weekend of football. Um, you know, games came down to the wire pretty much every night. So uh, excited to, uh, you know, talk about what happened all this weekend and, and you know, get into the college games, especially because there were a lot of uh, really exciting games this weekend. A lot of really exciting games in both. Uh, do you want to start with the NFL or do you want to start with college football today? We can start with the NFL. Go ahead and get my sinks out the way, man. Just... Devin's actually really hoping that the that the uh, the kind of robot voice when his connection kicks in and the stalling and whatnot just just keeps him from actually having to explain on air uh, anything that happened with this game. Um, twenty six to seven for the Carolina Panthers. Man, who'd have thought that the 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 quarterback most likely to repeat Week One was going to be Sam Darnold? Yeah, they they had a really good game plan. Um, I mean, not having Marshawn Lattimore usually helps the offense's game plan as well. Yeah, I mean, there was a lot of missing. I'm not going to make any excuses, though. I mean, we had had probably like seven, eight starters missing. But at the end of the day, man, you just got to play when you're in between the lines. So I got to give them credit. You know, they they did a good job feeding McCaffrey the ball, um, you know, getting the ball quick out of Darnold's hands. The few times that he did get pressured uh, ended up uh, – he did have one turnover, um, which was – Due to pressure, Peyton Turner flashed a bit, which was, uh, you know, a, a brand guy for many of the guys at BCS. Not so, just a brand guy. Not just a brand guy. No, 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 no. Please don't do that. No. <laughs> but uh, well, you're no fun. <laughs> nah, but uh, just not for the Saints, man. We You can do it any other time in this episode, but, but they, <laughs> they, they don't deserve that. But all right. It, fair enough. But uh, it it was not a good game uh, by any stretch of the imagination. The defense, I thought, played as well as you could have in the circumstances. The offense had like 129 net yards, which uh, is not great. Uh, it was actually it was actually the worst in the Sean Payton era. So you go from uh, a dominant unseen game last week to completely anemic this week. So hey, I can relate, Devin. We might as well talk about my team's absolute disappointment. Philly laying a stinker against uh, the 49ers, losing 17 to 11. Uh, would have been possibly closer had there not been a very unfortunate illegal touching uh, penalty that took a touchdown off the board from the opposite of a brand guy in Jalen Rager. <laughs> 
Uh, I saw a post that made me laugh. Uh, Jalen Rager is taking the the place of Nelson Aguilar in the incredibly talented yet extremely frustrating player on the Eagles. Um, and I've never seen a more apt tweet in my life. Also, uh, Eric Edholm from Yahoo Sports said that uh, Quez Watkins is what we all thought John Hightower would be. And that he is correct. Yeah, I I can't even remember if John Hightower is still on the roster. So that should tell uh, you everything you need to know. Yeah, I I actually don't know if he's on if he's on the team whether he got cut or not. He is. He does not play though. Uh, Quez Watkins had a ninety yard reception. I wish it went into the end zone. That would have been great. Uh, Jalen Hurts struggled. It was rough. The running game has yet to really get going. Uh, Miles Sanders. I'm very disappointed right now with Miles Sanders. I love Miles Sanders, but he's just not played well at all. And I tell you, Def, for a man like myself, I need points in fantasy from my running backs because my other running back that I started this week was Carlos fucking Hyde. And if if my running backs are Miles Sanders and Carlos Hyde, I need one of them to do well, and I'm not counting on Carlos Hyde to ever do that. So, Miles Sanders, I need some points, bro. But also, like, I understand there's already injuries on the offensive line. Uh, Brandon Brooks is out with a pec tear. Um, he was just coming back from an Achilles tear, so you really hate to see it. Brandon Graham, I believe, tore his Achilles. Um so it's week two, and the injuries are already piling up for the Eagles at very key positions. Hey, join the club. <laughs> join also the club. true. Also true. Um, the problem is, I have a feeling that if the season goes awry due to all the injuries, people are going to just assume it's because of Jalen Hurts, which means that people are going to go, hey, the Eagles need a quarterback, which they do, but they don't need a quarterback in this draft. To me, rebuild the offensive line. You know, I mean, the average age of that offensive line. I, I believe Mylata is twenty six, and then Siamalu is close to thirty. Kelsey's in his thirties. Brandon Brooks is thirty two. Lane Johnson's thirty two. And you have a very, very expensive backup in Andre Dillard. Yeah. However. Yeah. You know who's played well through the first two games for, for Philly? Devontae Smith. He's played extremely well. He was lead blocking. I was told that he was too small to play in the NFL. Oh, Giants fans. Oh, Giants fans. You're just mad. By the way, Kadarius Tony has less receiving yards than Devin and I combined on the season. That's because he has negative. That says all it needs to. The man has negative two receiving yards on the season. Devin and I have a combined zero because we're not in the NFL. Can, can we talk about how Kadarius Tony went in front of Rondell Moore? <laughs> oh, wait, hang on. I have to check my rankings to make sure I didn't have more in front of, uh, like, behind. I'm, I'm now scared at that. Uh-oh. Uh, uh-oh. 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 Oh, no. Oh, he no. Did. I did. I absolutely did. I absolutely not be did. Uh, oh, I'm so dumb. Devin, I'm so dumb. This should take away my ability to actually talk about the draft. 
nah, you're fine. <laughs> nah, but I mean, to me, it's like we make these rankings based on what we see. It's not in in projection. We don't make it based on a team like the Giants selecting them in a uh, a 1990s offense. So. Yeah, no. If he didn't, if like if he had gone to a better offense, if he had gone to Jacks, uh, maybe not. I mean, Jackson, if he if he went to Arizona, if he went to Arizona, him. we'd be having the same discussion we're having about Rondell Moore, but he, about Kadarius Tony. Anyway. I also just think that it, it, it's compounded with Tony because it was it was too early to take him. They took him at 20, right? Some some like that. Yeah, it was too early to take. Yeah, because they got Ojolari in the second. I keep which, which was the better first. pick. Which was the better pick? You he's already paying. Them. He's already paying dividends. Yeah. Um. Quickly touch on the Thursday nighter. Now that we're talking about Kadarius Tony, uh, Washington escaped with a thirty to twenty nine game. I'm amazed that there were this many points in this game. Well, it was two bad teams. Well, no, I'm not gonna say two bad teams. Two bad, not two bad offenses either. What do you even call that game? Well, because the Giants it, suck, so we can just say that. Like, suck we, it, Giants fans. Suck it. Sorry, Corey Clough, but suck it, Giants fans. <laughs> we knew. By they the way, were... congrats on the engagement, Corey. But your Jets, uh, but your Giants suck. <laughs> yeah, the Giants are just not good. But I think we we overrated Washington's defense a little bit, just a little bit. Like their defensive line is really good, but they've kind of struggled getting to the quarterback at a rate mm-hmm. we thought they were going to get it. Uh, I also think that outside of really William Jackson and well, Cameron Crow has been been a, a nice addition to six rounds. Their secondary leaves a lot to, yeah. to be desired. They're not as good as people thought they were. And, and and can we just – can I just get this question out of the way? Why can't Saquon do anything? Like, he had, like, that big run, but outside of that big run, he did nothing. Like, he – Confidence, I think, right now. I think the confidence coming back from the injury yeah. right now. And, I mean, running and not behind, having a great offensive line. Yeah, running behind that offensive line. I mean, would, would you be confident <laughs> coming off of – Not at all. Two season-ending injuries in a row? I mean, it it's – it's not fun running behind that line because, like you, no. you could tell, you could tell, like there were a couple times he had room to run, but he was expecting it to cl- the hole to close so quickly, and he just kind of fell or he slipped a lot. So he still, plus it was two games in five days for someone just returning from injury. So I'm not gonna yeah. overreact and say you know there's people saying he's not as good as he used to anymore and all that nonsense. Like give it a couple games, give it like five, six games before we made that yeah. declaration. Well, Devin, um, I said, I've said in my articles that I wasn't going to pick Chicago out of principle until uh, Justin Fields was named the everyday starter. That kind of bit me in the ass this week. Cause I picked the Bengals and they played like garbage up until about the last five minutes of the game. Bears ended up winning 20 to 17. This game could have been a lot uglier. It was like 20 to three with like five minutes left in the game. Uh, Justin Fields did play because of an Andy Dalton non-contact injury. No update yet as a recording as to what it is. Just it is a lower body injury. Um, I was worried about this game. And the reason I was worried about it was um, I was up against Austin uh, Mole in fantasy and he had Joe Burrow as his quarterback. And then all of a sudden, Joe Burrow just 
like exploded in terms of getting up, getting his points because he had two touchdowns in the last five minutes of the game. But it wasn't enough. The Bengals fall to uh, one and one. Uh, Zach Taylor is still as inspirational as a head coach as a a burnt piece of toast. Um, man, it'd be a sh- it'd be a shame if the Bengals blew another season because Zach Taylor just does not know how to. Is it clear that Zach Taylor was 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 thrust into this role too early? We're now in year three, and we're still having those same issues with with Cincy, and they have all those weapons. They have three good receivers for Joe Burrow to throw the ball to, and Joe Mixon, and they can barely manage points. Well, Why? Because the offensive line is still yeah, garbage. I was going to say they never fixed the offensive line. That's the biggest issue right now because I feel like they have a talented enough team to be decent. Like they if they had be... a if they had a halfway decent offensive line, Devin, this team wins eight games. Yeah, I mean they're they're just in the short end of the stick because they're in the AFC North, so they weren't going to make the playoffs. But no, they would at least be a serviceable NFL team. They will be the Raiders, basically. Yeah, pretty much. Um, as for the Bears, I mean Justin Fields got more playing time. It was due to injury, but I'll I'll take it. Uh, hope Andy Dalton. Uh, injury isn't serious. No one wants to see anyone go go down with a serious injury. Uh, but Justin Fields made the most of his opportunity. Played well. Yeah, he had an interception, but uh, he pretty much sealed the game later on yeah. with a run. So you take the good with the bad. All right, Devin. This next game had no business being this close. Why are the Texans going to be this team? Just, just be. Just, just know your role, Texans. Just show up. Get your ass kicked and then go back home. Be the 2020 New York Jets. That was your role. You are not a hero team. Just show up. They get are demolished. a hero team. Mm-mm. Show up. America's get demolished. Team. Show up. Get demolished. Earn your money. Go home and just like don't 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 try too hard. Don't try too hard. Bad things happen when you try. Well, their problem is they have so many veterans on the team that nobody <laughs> wants to lose. <laughs> no Ron Taylor no was playing out of his goddamn mind in the first place. Yeah, then in the first hamstring blew. That was sad. Poor Tyron. That man can never buy a break. Every time he gets a chance, it's like injury. Buffalo didn't want him to start. LA literally punctured his lungs so that he didn't have to start. He got hurt with the Browns. Got hurt with the Browns. He's but finally l- getting his chance luckily, here, and then, and then his hamstring decides, you know what? Curse your sudden but inevitable betrayal. Like, but but luckily, I don't think he's going to lose the job because Davis Mills was not great. It's almost like Davis Mills should not have been expected to be thrown onto an NFL field in, in year one as a third-round pick. But the Browns won this game 31 to 21. We, I was scared when Baker Mayfield got hurt. That was the story of this week. Injuries, 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 injuries. At one point, we had three starting quarterbacks go down with injuries in the span of nine minutes. Yeah. Because we had bad. we had Mayfield, we had Tua, which we'll get to in a minute. We had Derek Carr, we had Tyrod, we had Andy Dalton. Um, I was sit, sitting there going like, okay, if, if if I'm a team playing in the four o'clock games, I'm not putting a starter out there. No, 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 no. Guess what, backup quarterback? You're playing. 
Because if you're the one that goes down, then I'm fine and I can have Patrick Mahomes play. Yeah. Sorry, Chase Daniel. Is Chase Daniel the backup in Kansas City? I don't even know. Chad Henney. Chad Henney. One of those 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 college quarterbacks that just kind of stuck around and has made a Pretty twelve much. year career not yep. having to throw the football. Big school. But no, the, like the Browns, they got more of a fight, but I mean the talent gap definitely showed itself late. By the way, good game from Demetric Felton late. Not even gonna say it, but anyway, because you know, you just exactly. telling me to move on to the next game. I was going to say exactly what you know what I was going to say about Demetri Felton, but we're going to move on. Cool. Uh, <laughs> moving on, we do have the Rams going to 2-0. and They beat the Colts. Uh, the Colts have had a nightmare start to the season, having to face Seattle and um, uh, L.A. in back-to-back weeks. Both of them at home, though. That home field advantage has not helped. Um, can we talk about the best play of this entire game? Which was Carson Wentz getting intercepted on a shovel pass. Oh God. <laughs> and then, Oh, didn't Carson Wentz also get hurt? Yes, he did. Oh, is I'm sorry. I love Carson Wentz as an Eagles fan. Okay. I listen, I irrationally love Carson Wentz and I share a birthday. He seems like a, a good dude, not a very smart dude. You know exactly what I'm referring to. But he seems like a like a like a well-meaning chap. The man cannot stay healthy. And that's been a problem since going back to, to North Dakota State. And I've mentioned on this podcast that like when I was covering the draft back in 2016, I was shocked at the amount of like you know comparisons with him and Goff. Goff is too small. He's not gonna hold up because he's only 210 pounds. But like Carson Wentz, he I mean, he's got the body to survive in the NFL because he's 240. He can take a beating. Meanwhile, he was coming off of a broken wrist that cost him games at North Dakota State. And it's just, it's been one thing after another. The turnovers are, are carrying over in, in Indianapolis. It's a good thing that division is trash because um, they're still very much in it. Yeah, their offensive line has, has been bad. So it's, Well, it's been beaten up with injuries, so yeah. there is that. Yeah, it's it's just not an ideal situation right now for no for them. Does not seem like it. You know, I would have really liked this next game because again, I, I'm a bit selfish, Devin. I have Josh Allen in fantasy, so when I see that he throws 17 of 33 for 179 yards, I'm wondering what happened to, to Josh Allen. Is it just a lack of chemistry with his with his teammates? Is he just kind of reverted back to a pumpkin now that he's gotten paid? I don't know. It worries me. Yeah. I'm uh, kind of split on it. I mean, they played a good Miami Dolphins defense, so I'm not putting in a, a ton of stock. I mean, they played the Steelers and Dolphins back-to-back weeks. That's a tough start, so yeah. I will give them that. So you don't really know what they're going to run. I mean, it was two completely different styles of defenses. But, I mean, it's, I would say it's a bit concerning because he is referring to some of his alive, his old ways in terms of just making poor decisions. But at the same time, mm-hmm. I think um, they're they're going to get back to – once they run the ball better and they play like 
the middle of the pack teams they'll look much better yeah i just think it's a, it's a case where like especially this season as a whole we've seen a lot of kind of pedestrian or below average quarterback play and it's a little surprising I think that it's going to take some time for a lot of these offenses to truly gel because no one really knew how to handle the the preseason, you know, messing with the preseason formula the last two seasons of not having one and then following it up by like, well, now you only have three. So the usual, you know, way that we've been doing things that goes out the window because you now can't, you know, do your usual dress rehearsal in week three. And then the week four is just guys trying to make the roster because everything's been thrown for a loop. Cause now we have this extra 17th regular season game that nobody wants. Um, so it's just going to take some time for a lot of these teams. Buffalo just pounded the dolphins. Uh, Tua got hurt. Um, did they say what it was? I, I don't know. It looked like it was a rib injury, which if it's, I mean, there were people that were blaming Tua for that sack, and that's ridiculous. Both offensive tackles blew their assignments, both of them. Well, they stink. Yeah, and that's the thing, is that our our buddy Chris Spooner pointed out that, like, you know, people have said, oh, well, like, you know, the, 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 um, the Dolphins chose a wide receiver over investing in the uh, in the offensive line, they've invested a lot in that offensive line the last two years. And hasn't paid zero dividends. Mm-mm. Like Robert Hunt got moved into guard. He's played well there, but that meant Jesse Davis had to play right tackle, and he's not played well. Please, Austin trade, Jackson, please trade has, for a right tackle, please. Austin Jackson has been awful. We knew he was going to be though. I'm going to stay quiet as the one guy at Blue Chip that actually thought that Austin Jackson could be pretty good. However, there was a caveat when I said that. He needed to not start right away, but he went to Miami, which meant he needed to start right away. If he had gone to a team where he could be a backup and learn for a year or two, if he had gone to, say, Indianapolis, where he could learn behind Anthony Costanzo. That would have made all the difference because he wouldn't have been thrown on the field. There was Braden Smith, Anthony Costanzo, Costanzo retires. And then you hope that now Austin Jackson can be a starting left tackle instead of, Hey, guess what? You're just going to protect to his blind side. No, 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 no. He's not ready for that. He wasn't ready to start day one. He was basically Andre Dillard. And we saw what happened with Andre Dillard. Teams aren't learning. Don't play raw tackles. No. You, you no. know what? Who was that, that 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 raw offensive tackle out of the University of Houston? Jones, right? Mm-hmm. Josh Jones? Mm-hmm. Arizona has him. They've done great because he hasn't needed to touch the field yet. He's a depth guy right now. Their, their offensive line is good enough that he does not need to play. Austin Jackson should have been put in a similar situation to that, and he wasn't. We're spending way too much time on the Dolphins' offensive line. They're bad. I mean, they're they are the reason their offense is not good. Mm-hmm. It is simply put, they they have it, weapons it's holding all them over back. The it's player development. It's it's investment in player development. They're investing in guys that aren't ready to play, and then making them play. To me, if you want to compete, like you have to trade for a premier left or right tackle. You have to do it. Like you, you can't just continue to hope and wait because 
like I saw like pressures given up, like Eichenberg is giving up six pressures. Jesse Davis is giving up seven pressures, eight pressures from, uh, from Austin Jackson. So it's like, this is a problem. Like you can't continue to try. That is a massive problem. Like you cannot continue to do this and expect a a quarterback to stay healthy. Exactly. And it's a quarterback like Tua that has had injury problems. See, we were talking about Cincinnati not taking Panay Sewell. Maybe the Dolphins should have. No, because they would have ruined Panay Sewell. To me, let him play right away. He was ready to play right away more than I mean, we we, we saw last week that Panay Sewell was ready to play right away. But was ready to play right away. But there are certain teams that at certain positions you just don't trust development. Miami with this with this regime in place and offensive line is one of those. Should we move on? Because now you and I are getting angry. Let's go. All right, Devin. I'm assuming there's been about 328 um, articles already released on Monday morning about how Mac Jones should have gone number two overall because he beat the number two overall pick in uh, in Zach Wilson. And isn't that the only thing that matters? Is that Mac Jones won a game? Mac Jones did what no other quarterback has ever done before, Devin. He won a game. Can we move on to the next game? Uh, by I- the way, the only thing I want to talk about in this game is Zach Wilson throws four interceptions. His offensive line is football. That yeah. line without Mackay Becton, Andre Dillard would be the best offensive lineman on this team. It is rough. Like right now, their best offensive lineman is rookie Elijah Vera Tucker in his second career and game. That's not good at all. Mm-hmm. Patriots win 25 to 6. I'm already sick and tired of talking about Mac Jones. Already talked about my Eagles game. We already talked about the Saints game. How about the Raiders? 2 0. Derek Carr threw for 382 yards, and he missed time in this game with an injury. I tell this you Raiders what, Raiders team, listen, this is I don't sleeper. know what's going on. Yeah, I didn't think that this was going to be a team. Devin, did I not say coming into this into the season that I thought the Raiders were going to win like four games? Well, they're halfway there. <laughs> they're halfway there. They are halfway there. Congrats, Raiders. I am an idiot. Um. I've picked against you both weeks, and I have been forced to eat my words. Do I think that this is going to keep up? No. I don't think that you're going to be a playoff team. I, I, I'm sorry. I don't know. I don't know, man. I, I would make an argument they might be. Cause... You know what? You, you make a solid point, because if you compare them to say, I mean, there are three teams at that AFC West that are that are 2-0. and The Broncos have, uh, sorry, no. Two. Too, because the Chargers lost. I thought the Chargers won. The Chiefs My lost bad. too. So are they? Yeah, sorry. It's just it's the Broncos Denver, and the Raiders. Yep. That, uh, yeah, Denver hasn't faced anyone. Yeah, I'm. I'm not worried about them. To me, I think it's going to. Whereas, come like the down Raiders to, have beaten the fucking Ravens and the Steelers. They are come, made for the AFC North. It's going to come down to either one of those teams. I think ultimately at the end of the season, I think um, it's Chargers or, or, or Raiders at this point for that last wild card spot. If yeah. if the Raiders keep it together, we've seen them be really good to start a season the last couple of years and then finish like eight and eight. Yeah, they have to be more consistent. But when you look at like the AFC picture now, like a lot of people were picking Miami to make a wild card. Um, 
you know, New uh, England, New England, Cincinnati, but they all have holes. I think the Raiders have less holes, but now it's like, just don't self implode. I mean, the Raiders for years have been the, the like what the Raiders haven't had a defense in the top half of the NFL in either category and total defense. So like they've ne- they haven't been top you know uh, top half of the league in rushing defense haven't been in top half for pass defense or in total defense since the year they made the Super Bowl. So it has been Devin eighteen no yeah eighteen seasons since they had a top half of the league defense. It has been a, a chronic issue for them for almost two full decades. But this defense has actually played pretty well. I don't now again. There are limits with the offenses that they've faced. Baltimore kind of struggled, you know, especially with all of the injuries that they had. And then this Steelers off- offense—they're learning very quickly that Big Ben is very much towards the end. Yeah, but you can only play who's in front of you. Two and zero start is a two and zero start. We already talked about the Saints Panthers game, so I'm not going to torture you with that anymore. Uh, let's talk about the Broncos and the Jaguars and. Good grief. This Jaguars team is terrible. As we expected. I mean, we didn't think it was going to be this bad. We knew it was going to be tough. I had them winning like three or four games this year. They're not. I don't think they're going to hit it. I don't. Although, I mean, Teddy Bridgewater seems very much at home in that Denver offense. He's like. Yeah, when he has when he doesn't have to uh be the main guy, if he can be just a facilitator, he's mm-hmm. really good. He's really good. I mean he's, I, he's one of the I don't I don't wanna call him a game manager because I don't think he's quite that, but he's more of like his he wants to be he's a point guard. He's a yeah, point guard. Yeah. Um I'll tell you, man, I wish Denver could actually get Jerry Judy and Cortland Sutton on the field at the same time. Because when they do, this offense is going to take that next step. I think Denver might be a playoff team. Like we talked about, you know, they were a playoff team, uh, you know, uh, at every position except the quarterback. Well, if the quarterback play stays like this, they'll be fine and they'll be playing in January. Though the defense isn't going to give up more than, what, 16, 20 points a game. So all you got to do is score, outscore that. You just got to put together three scoring drives and you're fine. I mean, unless you're facing the Chiefs, but... <laughs> That's a different story. That's a different story. I got scared in this one, Devin. I got really, really scared. The Cardinals and Vikings was a fun game. My guy, I'll tell you, Devin, there's nothing I love more than when I'm really low on a quarterback coming out and they make me eat my words. I was low on Josh Allen coming out, and last year he really shut me up. He's done a good job. I was really low on Kyler coming out. I am now like president of the Kyler Murray fan club. Um, I love the Kyler jersey I have. Just saying. It, it, it's fantastic. Love the baby Yoda celebration. I love how no one is in, leaning in, in, into it. No one in media knew what they're doing. So, oh, is he like on NFL Network? They're like, oh, like, shout out to the Dalai Lama, like little Zen pose. Like, what the fuck are you talking about? So dumb. All you, I, to do, all you to do is log on to Twitter and saw Chandler Jones roast Kyler yeah. Murray for being Baby Yoda. You would have figured dude, that out by context wa- clues. 
I don't even watch that stuff, and I understood the context of it. God. Oh. Uh, but no, like 34-33, late game, missed field goal. <laughs> this game was back and forth all all game. Rondale Moore, Brand. Uh, why I decided to lower myself on, on, on – I talked myself out of Rondale Moore. I don't know why. I, I don't know why either, Devin. I, I, I remember those why. discussions. I was like, I don't, I don't, I don't feel the same way, but I respect it. I, I as just soon thought... as as soon as he landed in Arizona, we're just like, yep, he's gonna be fine. He's gonna be fine. By the way, Kyler hit four hundred yards in this game. He's another one of those guys that he has to stay healthy because he was on an MVP trajectory last year too. Until got, his shoulder got nicked up, yep, yeah, got his shoulder up. was was done. So it's it's all about consistency with him. Cardinals 2-0, looking good. How about them Vikings, man? It's tell me a better Vikings. tell me tell me a better combo than the Vikings and missing late game field goals. Like we made fun of the Bears. You, you, do you know what's sad, issues. Devin? Is that you got you, Zoom decided that they were gonna censor you there. So that sentence did not come out. Would you like to try that again? I said, what's a better combo than the Vikings and missing late game field goals? There we go. Got it, and it's full. You're welcome, Tyler Fortis. It's all right. He he thinks it's funny, so <laughs> I, I'm I'm happy for him. Uh, did you? Okay, can we talk about the best play in this game? Actually, there were two amazing plays in this game. There was the like fuck it and chuck it up to Rondell Moore, which oh, yeah. immediately made me realize, oh crap, I have Rondell Moore on my bench. I did too on my fantasy, uh, another fantasy league, but. I had. Him I was on my bench. okay. I was so disappointed having him on my bench, but then again, where am I supposed to put Rondell Moore when my receivers are Julio Jones, Mike Evans, Chris Godwin, Hollywood Brown, and uh, DK Metcalf? Where am I supposed to put him? Him and Hollywood are going to switch off. No, him and Julio are going to have to switch off. We'll get to that one in a second. He got robbed. He did get robbed. Um, there was that one, and then there was like that thirty-yard Kirk Cousins scramble. Oh yeah, which Must is like have, the funniest like, plays is life. Yeah, I've, the the funniest thing I've ever seen. It was as if there was a glass encasement uh, around him because no one was anywhere near him. They were socially distancing themselves from Kirk Cousins. I am trying to ham fist all of those really bad jokes into this one segment, and I'm going to keep going until Devin stops me. So, I Devin did Devin. I don't know, man. Vikings fans, they did like that. They liked that. Jesus. I'm getting I'm getting the death stare from Devin after the third bad Kirk Cousins reference in a row. I'm just gonna move on. <laughs> we talked about the Vikings way too long. We did. Um so the Falcons still can't play defense. Which, Devin, I mean, as a Saints fan living in Atlanta, is there anything you love to see more than that? It honestly, it the only thing that that got me through the rest of the day was just knowing that they were going to lose to Tampa Bay, and they had <laughs> and they had no chance of stopping them. Like they made the game. What made it even funnier is they made the game close in the third. Uh, yeah, it was the third quarter, but then Tampa was like, "Yeah, okay, we're done being bored." At this point, to me, I feel it feels like Tampa Bay is just getting bored at this point. I don't know if okay. anyone else feels like that. I feel like they're getting bored to the point where they can let a team come back and score, and they're just like, we're just going to go down and win anyway. Yeah, 
No, the Bucks have been fantastic since their bye week last year. And you know what? You know what's been even better, Devin? What's been even better? So I have Mike Evans and Chris Godwin on my fantasy team, and Mike Evans had those two had those two touchdowns, which was helping me come back in my fantasy matchup. And then, like Mike Evans got like a thirty-five yard gain, and I said in the group chat that was a fantastic play by Mike Evans. Now, Tom, if you could do me a favor and throw a touchdown pass to Chris Godwin, that would be fantastic. And literally nine seconds later, I get the notification: touchdown, Chris Godwin. All I need on my fantasy team is Rob Gronkowski, and I will literally get points anytime Tom Brady completes a pass. So what I'm hearing is you're a Tom Brady fan now. Just for fantasy purposes. <laughs> Just for fantasy purposes. Um, also, Mike Evans and Chris Godwin are like retro brand guys. Mike Evans from the first draft class I ever covered. My... Uh, Top-rated wide receiver ever. Pretty good. You just had to get that in, didn't you? I did. I did. Um, Gam, I was slightly disappointed in the Chargers versus the Cowboys. I wanted to see L.A. win this one. They should have. They kept shooting themselves in the foot. Yeah. And rules while we're at it. Um, So dumb. We can talk about how can we talk about how the rest were just bad across all the games? Uh, Lit- yes, literally every game they made horrible calls. Uh, absolute dog shit uh, officiating in pretty much every game. Oh boy, uh, um, twenty to seventeen. It was a it was a massive game winning field goal from Greg Zerline. He could have made that from sixty. Well, can we talk about the, the, the clock management from the Cowboys? They let 20 seconds roll off the clock before they called the time. Mike off. McCarthy special. Analytics, my ass. <laughs> uh, Mike McCarthy is Adam Gase with, with a subscription to PFF. He's a fraud. Aaron Rodgers literally got him that job right now. So... I I just don't understand how we're still talking about him as a head coach in the year 2021. Like, dude hasn't been a good coach since, what, Super Bowl year, 2011. It's been 10 years since he's done anything of worth of note. Oh, boy. Should we just move on? Yes. Seahawks. The fuck, guys? First of all, why can't DK Metcalf get targets? Because Tyler Lockett's is is insane. I mean, yes, <laughs> but like, and so is Freddie Swain. Apparently, <laughs> I don't even know who that is. He used to play for Florida, but he called long touchdowns yesterday <laughs> too. So, uh, uh, Julio got robbed of a touchdown, and Tennessee still won robbed. the game, <laughs> and they still won. They had no business winning this game. Ah. <sighs> You know, I still think Tennessee is by far the best team in that division because the Colts are going to struggle with injuries. Carson Wentz is, is hurt, which means Jacob Eason is going to play, which means that the Colts are going to lose games. I mean, they're the best team by default, unfortunately. There's yeah. no the talent gap between them and the rest of the the rest of the, the, uh, rest of the I, division. I, I was listening to Kyle Krabs and Joe Marino earlier this week, and um. You know, if if they had lost this game, 
next week would have been crucial because Tennessee and Indy both 0-2. Would would the winner of this division finish with a losing record? And now I think that it's going to be close to like a nine and eight types season. Excuse me, but like I don't know, man. I just I just can't with Tennessee. Something about the defense the, is the terrible. Defense. Is horrible. Awful. And Mike Vrabel is supposed to be a defensive coach, head coach. Yeah. So, and the offensive line needs help too. Well, I, that was not going to. That was not expected <laughs> at all. I I oh. couldn't I wouldn't been able to tell you that they were gonna have offensive line troubles, mm-hmm. but uh, and then Taylor obviously- Lewan Taylor Lewan got hurt in pregame inexplicably, like he didn't even play yesterday. Yeah, no, he got hurt in 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 pregame. I saw that it was crazy. They still won a game, so I. And then, of course, we have the Sunday Nighter. I went to bed with the with the Ravens down eleven points. I shouldn't have done that, Devin. Um, they came all the way back. Yeah. So Mahomes threw a pick, probably the drive after you went to sleep. Ravens went down and scored, and then they got a stop. Then it was just the Lamar Jackson show in the fourth quarter, basically. That jump pass, that yeah. jump pass was was nuts. He was insane. He, he finish, fin, they finished with the same amount of yards and touchdowns, which was even crazier. What did 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 Lamar also get, throw for three forty three? He didn't throw for he oh. didn't throw for it, but total yards they ended up with the oh. same. Oh yeah, I see that. So huh. it, it was insane, but yeah, Lamar. He, I, I think we can stop talking about him not not being able to win the big games. Wins his first one against the Chiefs. Tired narratives are tired, Devin. Marquise Brown, great game from him. Six for 133 and a touchdown. They're, they're, oh, Jason Owe. No, excuse oh, me. Yeah. Odafi Owe. He, he that's gonna, that's the, still going to take some time to get used to, unfortunately, yeah, for us. Yeah. Uh, he forced a game winning fumble. And that's that a brand guy a for brand both guy. of us. That, that is, is a brand, a brand guy, guy for both. That is a big shots brand guy. And not everyone at BCS can say that. Because some of some of the people were like, I don't know if he's going to be good in NFL. It's still early, but <laughs> uh, so that wraps up the NFL. Obviously, tonight we're recording this way before kickoff of the of the Lions and and, and Packers. But that's a game where I'm going to be honest. I do not care. I just don't care. I mean, it's it's two teams. I really do not care about <laughs> let's move over to the college um recap devin obviously uh you know we're still in it for all the marbles it, it it got tightened up a little bit uh i maintained a lead i'm at 56 and 11 devin you and nick are tied at 55 and 12 and devin what's this for again it is for a popeye's chicken sandwich <sighs> which is just the greatest prize in all the sports. <laughs> the, the look Devin just gave me could I, not have been better. On to the game. You don't understand how much I love. Like, Canada did not get the Popeye's chicken sandwich until midway through the pandemic. So you, you just don't understand, bro. I don't. <laughs> So, like, 
I kept hearing about it and I experienced it down in Mobile and I was so happy when it came up here. Anyways, let's move on. Let, let's actually talk about these games. Alabama versus Florida. Florida kept closer. it close. A lot closer than, a lot closer than we thought. They got the uh, running game 31 going. to 29. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Go ahead. I was just going to say they got the running game going and uh, Bryce Young could not complete a ball for first down in the second half for whatever reason. So, and, and you know what? Florida did this without Anthony Richardson, who was out with an injury, but was doing with, with a knee injury or an ankle or a hip or something, but was doing backflips in pregame. Sure. I don't know. It seems suspicious to me. I think, I think, I think Florida is trying to downplay a low quarterback controversy, but Emory Jones yeah, had I think a that was Dan game. Mullen trying to, that was, that was Dan Mullen trying to make sure that, that his guy played. Yeah. But Emory Jones played a decent game. I will give him that. Yeah. He played a decent game. You know what? Broken clocks right twice a day, Devin. I went and I, said it. I tell you what. I actually they, haven't watched this game. So I tell you what, if they meet again, they're going to have, they're going to put Anthony Richardson in that game. I guarantee I bet that. they will. <laughs> but now, yeah. But yeah, uh, Florida kept it close. I, I'm I was impressed with them. Kyir Elam had a, a fantastic game. There was a one mm-hmm. questionable PI call, but he played outstanding. Yeah, Alabama still looks like like a juggernaut, but I mean they they proved that they are beatable. Yeah, they, they, Florida did have a chance, but they they, they had a couldn't. chance, and, and Twitter would have melted if it happened. Oh man, the the BCS chat would have melted if it happened. It'd still be going on right now. Probably. I would have muted it, though. Yeah. <laughs> uh, we did talk about on Friday's podcast about the line for this next one being completely disrespectful. Because uh, remember, uh, Georgia was favored by 31 and a half points over South Carolina. They won by 27. And JT Daniels actually pushed the ball more than a yard and a half down the field. Yeah. I mean, I, I'm going to be honest. I've watched maybe two plays of this game. So. He hit a deep touchdown pass to Jermaine Burton for 43 yards. Listen, JT Daniels still ain't it. That's that's just a fact. But, I mean, if Georgia's going to continue winning football games, I cannot wait for the inevitable Alabama-Georgia clash. I can't wait. It's going to be a fun game. Both of these teams have been been really, 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 really uh, hot to start the year. Uh, When do they play? I think they I'm, – I'm actually going to check now because I don't know if they face during the regular season. They don't, but if they – because Florida lost to Bama, they, they now have a, a slight lead on Florida. Yeah, that Georgia-Florida game is going to be interesting. Which if both, of the, if both of these teams end up running the table, then, Devin, we're looking at one versus two in the SEC championship. And then they're both going to be in the college football playoff. Yes. So, <laughs> and to face each other in, 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 in how in, crazy in the would be they they meet each other literally what a, a month month and a half after playing each other no not yeah. a month and a half like a month and not like, even any anyway we're, we're getting too far ahead yeah yeah but I I dropped this in the in the big shots group chat you me and Nick hot take alert Spencer Rattler is not QB one. And I'm not sure he's he's even a top three quarterback at this point. He got outplayed by Adrian Martinez. And that is a sentence I didn't think I'd ever say in my life. 
we did have the the greatest play of the weekend from this game, though. That one hand interception it was the most insane that was... I've ever seen in my life. He broke physics. That was better than the Odell one because Odell was at least facing the ball when he made that that catch. Dude was sideways. This dude was sideways and turned away from the ball. His like fucking spidey senses kicked in or some shit. I don't even know how to explain that. If you don't know what I'm talking about, literally just Google DJ Graham interception. It's the most nuts shit I've ever seen in my life. I don't that, think I don't think he's gonna make a better play in his career. You can't. You can't make a better play than literally being completely horizontal, facing away from the football. Sticking one hand out there behind you and making the catch. Insane. But yeah, um I'm I'm Oklahoma just escaped with this win twenty three to sixteen. Oklahoma yeah, it is not a pressing close. Deal. It shouldn't have been that no. close. But I, I do want to go on record and say I do not agree with your take, but I understand because he has not looked good so far. I would say, based off of what I've seen so far, Dave. You could convince me. Now, I haven't actually gone and rearranged my quarterback rankings yet. I'm not overreacting yet yet and making anything official. But you can convince me that Matt Corral, Carson Strong, and then one of Malik Willis or, or Sam Howell deserves to be ahead of him based off of this year. Because he threw some picks that should have, he threw some, some throws that should have been picked. He's still got that that just gunslinger mentality where he just throws it and he doesn't care if there's a, a, a defender there or not. He just thinks that any throw he makes is going to be completed. And that has come back to bite him in the ass a few times. Like, he played well against Western Carolina. But against Nebraska and Tulane, it's been really rough. And you know what? We got to see a great apples to apples because we saw Matt Corral face Tulane this week. Yeah, I mean, at this point, you know, it, it's gonna it's gonna take some some real overhauling of him, his game, his game specifically to go in in the top five. I mean, I don't think any of these quarterbacks should at this point, but someone will. Uh, I think just based on the nature of the NFL at this point, like you need core, a good quarterback to win. This but, is this is gonna be the 2013 draft all over again. Apparently so. A lot of misses. Yeah. Um, Oregon beat the crap out of Stony Brook 48-7. Anything you want to talk about on this game, or can we just move on? Didn't watch a second of the game. Neither did I. Let's move on. Uh, Tyler Goodson played like a monster against Iowa. By the way, Iowa finally found a way to move the ball, Devin. After two games being held under 200 yards on offense. Spencer Petras throws for 209 yards. Tyler Goodson runs for 153. Iowa wins 30-7 to over Kent State. Well, they better get the offense in tune. They got Big Ten play starting soon. So They have, like, I can't remember who they have next. I want to say it's, like, Penn State or some shit. They have. Yeah, they have Penn State in a couple weeks. Who is it that they have next week? Oh, they have Colorado State this week. Never mind. Not to dis- not to disparage Colorado State, I'm bringing They're back bad. the I'm bringing back the meme of last week where we said not to be disrespectful, and then we just go on to disrespect that team. They're bad. They lost to Vanderbilt. They're bad. <laughs> that takes skill to lose to Vandy. Um, 
Anything else you want to say about Iowa? Like, that defense has looked really good. Yeah, the defense looked really good. I mean, granted, it's against it's against Kent State. I I don't think they're going to finish more than third or fourth in the MAC uh, at this point because I I think they're what what was the was the line on this one like twenty seven? It was twenty three on the dot. <laughs> it was twenty three on the dot. Okay, yeah, and they won Get- by twenty three. So all right. Uh, I felt bad for Jared Feinberg having to be at this game, Devin. It was 14 to 8 for Clemson over Georgia Tech. Yeah, like a so Clemson's hour, offense is still bad. Yeah, like a three hour weather delay or some crazy. I think Jared like left the game if I'm if I'm not mistaken. He just I don't said blame fuck him. it, I'm out. And it was a good decision. But yeah, Clemson's I don't know what's going on with their offense. They they've looked horrible. And you know what? If if Jeff Sims had played in this game because he's been out injured for Georgia Tech, Georgia Tech wins this game. They might just well. They probably would have because Sims he's still he's still developing as a passer, but he was a, he'll been able to run the ball in Clemson. Mm-hmm. So I could have seen it. Uh, Texas A and M runs through New Mexico, uh, thirty four to nothing. Cool. Got anything to say? No. Isaiah Spiller <laughs> broke a hundred yards. I don't really have nothing to say. Um, yeah, I don't have nothing to say. Man, I was so excited about this running back class, but like Spiller finally had his good game. Brees Hall has not looked good. Um, Kyron Williams has gotten off to a bit of a slow start. Like we've gotten the surprise of guys like Kenneth Walker out of Michigan State, Mateo Duran out of Duke. Those guys have been surprising. But like Eric Gray at Oklahoma, like the guys we thought were going to be pretty good have have had a slow start to the season. Yeah, luckily with this year, since we get the full 12 games, you know, players will be able to rattle off a six, seven, eight game stretch where they look really good. And, yeah, you know, we can talk about them differently or in a different light, which always makes evaluating prospects interesting, you know, especially then you get to year. actually see the progression through the year. Right. Right. So, you know, you can. It'll be good to look back on some of these first couple games, see what they struggle with, because I feel like you're going to be able to get some of their weaknesses or see what they struggle with a lot easier in games they don't produce as well. Mm-hmm. But we'll we'll see. Devin, I was actually really excited about this game uh, going into it, and I came out of it just out on everyone involved. And that's Cincinnati versus Indiana. I'm just out on everyone. Desmond Ritter threw terrible passes like he's prone to do. Michael Pinnock looked awful. Ty Freifogel dropped everything. My J. Sanders couldn't get a sack. Literally any brand guy you had in this game that's just every just brand about I it. the Indiana brand is dead. Everything about this game was disappointing. Cincinnati, if they had lost to Indiana. You and I would you and I would have hopped right back on that Indiana uh, bandwagon, wouldn't we? Unfortunately, when they didn't put the game away in the first half, I knew they were going to lose. Yeah, yeah, that was disappointing to see. Um, I I mean ESPN their 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 highlight selected for this game is Michael Penix Jr.'s ill advised interception all but dooms the Hoosiers. Like, yeah, he went Pretty seventeen much. of forty. 17 of 40. I didn't know it was that bad. I knew yeah, it, was, it bad, was bad, but I will say, I think Ahmad Garner, just watching for broadcast, I thought he had a pretty good game. 
I think both of them. Yeah, he's really he's one of the reasons that Fry Fogel struggled. Yeah. The Ahmad the Sauce Gardner brand is strong. He's separate from every other brand that was in this game. Yeah. But I tell you what, you were you do not feel good if you're a Desmond Ritter fan. I'm sorry. They, you cut you, out really bad there. Would you like to try that sentence again? I was just gonna say you do not feel good if you're a Desmond Ritter fan after that game. Nope. No, you do not. I don't know why you'd be a Desmond Ritter fan at this point though. Just saying. Ohio State struggled with Tulsa. The the score line does not do it justice. I know Ohio State won forty one to twenty. It was not as close. It it, it 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 was way closer than that. This was what I was trying to tell people. Did on, Chris Olave get a catch? He didn't. And he played. I know. I'm very confused by that. I, I honestly have not watched the game, so I I don't know what happened. I watched maybe three plays, and the one play I watched was a touchdown to Garrett Wilson. That I mean, kind Garrett of Wilson, extended Garrett Wilson game. brand strong for me, but can't Boy. quite put my finger on that one. Penn State versus Auburn was fun. Um, that was just a really fun game, and everything that was involved. Um, I recorded it and tried to watch it. Uh, Sunday morning, my recording cut out. It just started glitching. But I did get to see the best part of this game, Devin, which was uh, Penn State punting on third down. I'll tell you what, those that that was the worst ref game I've seen, <laughs> I saw in college football. Because, <laughs> <laughs> first of all, how do you even let that happen? <laughs> Secondly, James were... Franklin screaming at them like, yo, it's third down. But why are you setting up the punt team? Second, there were some questionable roughing the passer calls. There was a questionable targeting call. Yeah. It was just like there was a it was lot like Kobe of... McClain that got that got ejected yeah. for targeting, right? Yeah. And it wasn't even targeting. It, it, he hit I, him shoulder to shoulder. I don't understand. Were you supposed to just let him score? <laughs> yeah, apparently. That's what apparently. he said on Twitter, man. You know, so I don't know, but Penn State came away with the win, which we expected, but uh Devin, I don't know about you, but I know that both of us picked Notre Dame to win this game, and I will be taking no further questions on my pr- on my pick from last week. That is a lie. You know, you couldn't just let me have that one, could no. you? No. I told you it was going to happen. I, I don't even know why you trusted Purdue in the first place. Because I don't trust Notre Dame. See, your trust level with Purdue should be here in Notre Dame, like here. Like it's it, very, it should be very, Devin a, does very this. small. Yeah, margin. Devin does this realizing that we're not on video. So the people listening have no idea what you just did. That's fine. It, it's not for them. It's for you. But anyway, <laughs> you shouldn't trust Purdue. Like David Bell was literally the, the saving. David Bell and George Karlaftis were the saving grace for this game. Not getting out of hand. Yeah, I feel dumb. <laughs> I just I I just couldn't do it. I look, I, I don't like Notre Dame either, but I I just can't take them on a whim like that. I can't take Purdue on a whim like that. You and I should have both realized that Fresno State was gonna win this game though. See, I wanted to pick them. I I, I wanted knew... two out of I wanted two out of out of several principles, Devin. Because one, fuck UCLA. Because as a Cal fan, fuck UCLA. 
And then as an Eagles fan, fuck Chip Kelly. So I should have picked against UCLA out of principle. This but was this was easily the best game of college, the college football season. You made fun of me two weeks ago for saying Jake Hanner was QB1 as a joke. We might have to have I'm, a serious discussion. I already tweeted it. I, I am committed to the cause now. I am, I'm in. I'm in on him. I, I know he's not going to be he's <laughs> not going to be no first round pick, anything like that. But there is not a quarterback in college football right now that is playing better than him. There is not. He threw I, for 455. With a broken hip. With a bro- what? Oh, you didn't see that. I saw the hit. I didn't know he broke no, his hip. I, I was just, I was being I was exaggerating. Oh, okay. But I thought it, he, he actually he literally, he literally could not walk. Yeah. He Byron left which that motherfucker down the field. That's right. I'm sorry for the swearing. I know I said I was gonna watch the swearing a couple weeks ago. I've already given up on that. He Byron left which that team to victory. Suck it, UCLA. Suck I just it. wanna say I told people about Jalen Cropper. Dude is he's the next great Fresno State receiver. You heard it. Joining first. the long line of Devontae Adams. Devontae Adams. Uh there was somebody else. <laughs> we'll we'll come back to that. <laughs> um okay, so I said that Iowa State couldn't couldn't put up points on UNLV. You you warned me. I told you they will at least score 41 points and they won 48 to three. Best game of Brees Hall's season so far, 21 carries, 100 yards. Uh, He's still averaging three and a half yards a carry. Less than ideal. Less than ideal. Brock Purdy, if you look at the stat line, 21 to 24, I haven't gotten to this game yet. It hasn't, I haven't been able to find the film on it yet. 21 to 24, 288 and three touchdowns. And there's there's gonna be someone out there, Devin, that's gonna be like, there's potential. He can do it. He can do it. And I'm here to tell that person, whoever that person is, don't. <sighs> He's sadly gonna be a, uh, a day three pick. And you and I are gonna cry covering the, the draft live. That's some team. Oh, no. Your team already made the boneheaded decision to draft that type of quarterback last year. Oh, no. Oh, no. Howie, Howie, don't do it. Don't do it, Howie. (laughs) They called Mickey Loomis. was like, I I like what you're doing. I'm going to take that right out the book. The 2022 backup quarterback for the Philadelphia Eagles would be Brock Purdy. They're going to address their quarterback issue. I think I'm just going to become like a Cardinals fan or some shit like that. Like this fucking team. Moving on. Cause I, now I'm listen, sad. Listen, I, I really hope they don't do that. I, I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm, I'll just be there for the means. Don't put that evil on me, Ricky Bobby. Talladega Knights reference <laughs> in 2021, of course, because I'm finger on the pulse of pop culture on this podcast. We've had SNL references from 30 years ago. We got Talladega Nights references. You know, all the things that are currently hip and in with the young folk. It's what you get here on the Big Shots NFL Draft podcast. Moving on, though. West Virginia versus Virginia Tech. I'm sorry. You and I both disrespected Virginia. Uh, sorry, West Virginia last week. We, we definitely did. Uh, this game, 
was not close at halftime. West Virginia was up 24 to 7. Let Virginia Tech back in. A late stop uh, helped them pull out the victory. Can I just rattle off some guys for, for West Virginia that played fantastic? Go for it. All right. Well, I mean, you look at the stat line, Letty Brown, 19 carries, 161 yards and a touchdown. That touchdown was 80 yards. Uh, so, I mean, his yards per carry went up from like three yards up to, I believe, about five and a half. Uh, but, I mean, he did he did well. He could r- rip off some chunk plays outside of that big 80-yarder. Uh, Doug Nestor, the former uh, right guard for Virginia Tech who transferred back home to play for the Mountaineers, he was blowing his assignment off the line. Every single snap, dude played like a machine out there. Fantastic game from him. Um, he's not draft eligible yet on defense. Uh, it's Canadian uh, defensive end from Ottawa, Akeem Mesidor, uh, combined for for a sack. I think had six or seven tackles as well, I saw. Fantastic. And then the his fellow uh, compatriot in the secondary from Pickering, Ontario, uh, Alonzo Adai, blew up... Um, a play early in the first with a sack uh, was crucial on that uh, on that game winning defensive drive while Virginia Tech was driving uh, down the field. He made some great plays as well. I, I'm sorry, West Virginia. I I thought that you were going to get your ass kicked. We were wrong. Very. This is a great rivalry game, by the way. This is a fantastic rivalry. You know what should have factored that in the game? Yeah, probably. Uh, but yeah, I think the MVP for this game was definitely Doug Nestor, uh, the right guard. Uh, big dude, six seven, three twenty, just a road grading guard for them. Man. Played phenomenally. Just imagine if he stayed at VT. You'd have an, an interior again of Nestor, Lasidas, and Brock. By the way, Brock is the small one of that group at six four and three hundred. Sheesh. Uh, I felt bad because, like, I I wanted Virginia Tech to win this game because obviously Brand, obviously Brand with like Christian Darisaw connection from last year, Brock Hoffman connection from this year. But I also wanted West Virginia to win because, like, it's my conference. I came out of it just happy. I came out of this game just really happy. This was a football fans like dream come true type of game coast to carolina beat buffalo 28 to 25 uh grace mccall took a bit of a beating the offensive line kind of let him down threw a costly interception uh in the red zone just kind of an up and down game from from coastal as a whole yeah in a week where the sun belt played like shit in general so i was very surprised that buffalo kept the game close very yeah um Jeez, I mean, they got 150 yards on the ground from Shamari Jones. Uh, for sorry, that that's Coastal that got that. Um, I guess I got someone I got to write about. Yeah, I I, I I I need to watch the game, but I looked through the box score, saw Taylor Riggins, the edge out of Buffalo, had two sacks, three tackles for loss. So definitely gonna write about him this week. Yeah. Um, Ole Miss just took. Tulane to the woodshed, 61 to 21. Matt Corral, 23 of thir- uh, 31 for 335 and three touchdowns. Jerry and Ely, 15 carries for 103 and a touchdown. 
I know damn well that uh, Tyler Browning is already doing the brand shout out to himself because Jonathan Mingo, six catches, 136 and a touchdown. I told you, we got to see Corral face the exact same defense as um, Spencer Rattler. They play almost identical play styles. Corral has one of his best games. Rattler has one of his worst. I, I don't have anything to say to that. I mean, yeah, I, I, I just thought Tulane was going to put up a better fight, but apparently Ole Miss is a better team this year. So they have so. Alabama next. So that is going That's gonna be to big. be a must-see game. By the way, Oklahoma is still ranked fourth in the country after this shit. The brand. Their brand is literally keeping them as high as they are. But Oh, it just came in, uh, the Carson Wentz injury from earlier. He's dealing with uh, injuries to both ankles. Wow. <laughs> I don't think the Eagles are going to get that comp pick. I'm well, it, it, it becomes a second. So if, that, if, if he bad, misses, they're not going to get the the first round comp pick. Yeah, yeah, it just becomes a second. Which if the Colts are are struggling because they have to ha- rely on Jacob Eason a lot this year, that's going to be an early second. Yeah. All right, you and I called this one. Actually, I think all three of us called this one. Uh, shout out to Nick Bryce. He went eighteen and two this week. BYU beats Arizona State. I'm not Shocker. surprised. Well, first of all, Arizona State have 14 penalties. <laughs> so let's get the hell out of the way first. They, wow. are, they are the most undisciplined team in, in college football. I don't with, think it's close. Considering the coaching staff they have with Herm Edwards, former NFL head coach, defensive coordinator Marvin Lewis, former NFL head coach, co-defensive coordinator Antonio Pierce, former NFL linebacker, they can't discipline these kids. Where the fuck? Apologies for the cussing. I know I'm already at like eight or nine, but there was at least, I think there were three false stars on the same drive. Like they, <laughs> they wasted five minutes in the fourth quarter on a drive and had like five or six penalties on that drive and went nowhere. They got to like their 30 yard line on that drive. It was that bad. But the play of the game, Tyler Algier. Yes. Jaron Hall throws a pick. Algier runs it down. Superman punches the football out and gives him back the ball. Crazy. BYU that was the second. Be good. That was the second craziest play of the weekend. Uh, by the way, um, Kalani Sataki, the head coach of BYU, he's not going to be there much longer. He's he's going he's, to a big time job. Yeah, he's getting he's getting a power five offer this this year. Which SEC coach is gonna is is gonna which SEC or Pac twelve team is gonna take him on? Let me see SEC. There's a lot. There's a lot of new coaches in the SEC, so I don't know. I don't know if anyone pulls a trigger this year. South Carolina is not doing anything. No, they just they just got a new coach. Vandy just got a new coach. Um. Who is a very indistinguishable human being. Like Clark Lee looks like what, everyone. Ten- Tennessee just got a new coach too. Yep. So yeah. maybe the SEC is off the Pac twelve though, I think. Well, it could be in the running for USC job. He could. 
I think that that's that's a possibility. If there are any Big Twelve uh, job openings, I mean BYU is heading to the Big Twelve. Um, Honestly, he might just stick there. He could. They won't be powerful. But they, they don't. Anyway. They don't. They don't leave for the Big Twelve for another two years. He can stick it out. <laughs> I'm sure they're going to give him a big pay raise. I'm not sure. Uh, the Big Twelve is interesting because, like, I, I so far I can't get a read on what coaches are going to be bad. Because, like, if you asked me at the beginning of the year, I would have said like West Virginia, Texas Tech, like those could have been potential openings. But like now, I'm not sure. I don't know. That's way too much speculation for week three. Let's move on. Uh, this is a game I'm not looking forward to, to checking out, Devin. This is Arkansas kicking the shit out of one of my favorite defenses from uh, from the Sun Belt, Georgia Southern, who didn't have Derek Canteen, which almost makes this game not watchable. Well, yeah, there's just no one season. for me to watch. He's done for the year. Yeah, I sent it to you. I thought it was just out for the game. Oh, uh, I thought it said season. Oh, Maybe I, I read it wrong. I don't know. Uh, forty-five to ten. I mean, the Sun Belt doing it what it does against a Power Five team and losing. It's the Sun Belt. Like it, it is very clearly the weakest of the of the Group of Five conferences. And I got to find some positives in this week. All of them. All of them are at Louisiana Lafayette. Good luck. Yeah. Uh. How was this one for a shootout? Devin, you ate your words on this one. I told you North Carolina was going to win this one. 59 to 39. Brennan Armstrong from the University of Virginia, 554 yards. Like we talked about pre-show, I was not off base on this prediction. I just didn't expect North Carolina to score that many points, and Virginia had no answer for them at all. I was right for a half. Virginia has a had a good defense last year. I don't know what happened. Oh, they lost some guys. Uh, Clearly. Is uh, the safety uh, Blount still there? Yeah, Blount's still there. Yeah. Um, That's it? I I honestly cannot tell you that many guys. I can't tell you anybody on their defense besides him. Uh, I mean, Sam Howell? Now he's finally starting to develop a connection with those wide receivers, so we can only hope that it's up from here. 59-39. That's a, that is it. God damn, Josh Downs. Eight catches, 203, and two touchdowns. They got talent there. They just need to develop. And Ty Chandler put up almost 200 yards on the ground. They had it all working. Yeah. Uh, Miami... Oh, there you go. There's there's a hockey. He can go to Miami because they're definitely going to be firing Manny Diaz after this year. Uh, they got just absolutely. Uh, they got they got hit with everything, including the kitchen sink by Michigan State. They lost thirty eight seventeen. Kenneth Walker twenty seven carries, one hundred seventy two yards. They wasted a perfectly good Derek King game of three hundred eighty eight yards. Charleston Rambo. By the way. 12 catches, 156 yards, two touchdowns. You waste that game. That's a fireable offense. Wasting that talent. Uh, I, I mean, there are you, no words. If you look on paper, Miami, Miami is supposed like to be teams. they're supposed to be beating Michigan State by double digits. Not just, the other way around. Just on just on paper. Like you yeah. don't even factor in coaching. But 
the the fact that Manny Diaz has stayed here that this long is a problem. Devin, I just want to point out, Michigan State is three and zero since Russell Jacobowski enrolled. Not a coincidence. BCS brand Michigan State now. Imagine not- that two two years ago when we were just like whomping all sorts of crap on Michigan State for being like awful and backdooring their way into a into a, into a, into a bowl game. Let's not talk about that, man. I'd I'd rather not go down that dark path of talking about Brian Lewerke and that offense. I'd rather not. Is it Peyton Thorne that's their starting quarterback now? Mm-hmm. He's looked good. Thank God they got rid of Rocky Lombardi. What an interesting segue, Devin. <laughs> Rocky Lombardi, still garbage. Michigan wins 63 to 10. Michigan Sorry. put up 63 points. Michigan puts up 63 points. King Michigan, 63 points. Some reason they've been going. My brain nuts. is 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 Devin. This game has officially broken my my brain. Because in the three years, this is the third season we've done this podcast, we've never seen Michigan look this dominant. I understand it was against Northern Illinois. I understand Rocky Lombardi. By the way, he he threw for 46 yards, Devin. They took it to heart. This is really a Rocky Lombardi revenge game. His average per attempt, Devin, was two hundred. Uh, sorry, was two point seven. Sorry, sorry. My, I need more coffee. Two point seven yards an attempt. I'm not watching. Forty six yard. Forty six yards passing. You will not make me watch that game. I'm sorry. I I, oh I refuse to do that. Although kudos to Northern Illinois for not allowing a sack for Maiden Hutchinson. That's about all I got. How long did he play? Uh, well, it was uh, 35 to three at, at, at halftime. So. so he didn't play past halftime. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, wow. What, what gripping analysis we just, <laughs> we just ran through. Literally 90% of that, of that was just, me repeating the scoreline and then me repeating how many yards Rocky Lombardi had. There's by the way, to leading rusher that. in this leading rusher for Northern Illinois was also Rocky Lombardi. There is nothing to say about this game. There's he, nothing Devin, positive. You, Devin, you need to watch this game. this game for the Rocky Lombardi 45 yard run. Absolutely not. <laughs> Honestly, he's probably just going to live permanently in my max stock down players. I think he's going to be on there for the third straight week. So, <laughs> uh, By the way, do you want to just plug that on our way out? Sure. Uh, by the time you're hearing this or it or it'll be coming out soon, uh, I'll have the Mountain West uh, stock up, stock down report. I don't know how I'm going to fit all this, the Mountain West players that went off this week. I mean, I could put Hayner in, I could put Cropper in, I could put, put in Ronnie Rivers. Yeah, Ronnie Rivers as well. Um San Diego State beat Utah. I could add in the running back from San Diego State who is interesting. 
So I I don't know how I'm gonna get out. Trey McBride had a, a a pretty good game against Toledo. So I I don't even know, man. It's <laughs> it's gonna be like five stock ups and, and like two stock downs. Maybe I have a lot of stock downs to write about for the Sun Belt. That's gonna be coming out on Wednesday. We need to trade then. We need to like switch off or something. <laughs> I, I I I have like a couple of guys that are stock up and then a lot of stock down. The Big Twelve, I just have a lot of stock up. Um. But if there's anything else you want to talk about, Devin, before we get on out of here? The Mac uh, stock up, stock down should be coming out on Wednesday. So, I mean, I don't have to plug my, my Big 12 on until we, we record our next podcast. So until next time, guys, you can follow me on Twitter, Mike H underscore draft. Follow Devin, Real D underscore Jackson. Follow Nick, Price Check 3. Follow the show, Big Shots Pod. Follow our work on Blue Chip Scouting. Follow Blue Chip Scouting on Twitter at Blue Chip Scouting. Dot, uh, uh, sorry, at Blue Chip Scout. Good God. Uh, it's, not a, it's not a show unless I butcher the outro. Um, leave us a uh, subscription and a five-star review. Really helps us avoid getting, you know, kind of lost in the ether. And until next time, guys, everybody have a great day.